is hope, even when your brain tells you there isn't. John Green The Walking Dead, Season 3, Episode 12 Clear Trigger warnings for this episode are suicide. Please stay safe and stay sane. Thanks for listening. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Feed Don't Eat Your Brain. I'm Zachary Ballard, and with me today is Mason Tarwater. Howdy. Go ahead and introduce yourself, yeah. Mason. Mason Tarwater. Uh, Zach and I have worked together on a couple of artistic adventure, uh, adventures, and you yeah. know, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, yeah, me and Mason, we were in Much Ado in Macbeth last summer together. Uh, he came out of nowhere and auditioned, and, and right he, was, he was great. He was great. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so what has been your experience in The Walking Dead? I know we talked a little bit about mm -hmm. our opinions on it uh, during those shows. But yeah, what's been your experience? Oh, I mean, I've I've been a fan mm -hmm. at least for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't necessarily like when it was really big. Like I can remember looking back uh, when I was like in high school or junior high, mm -hmm. and like people would like have parties, you know, in like that era where it was still like you know being televised live, yeah. and people would get together and have those parties and everything. And I wasn't necessarily like that hardcore mm -hmm. into it but when i finally found it you know with the beauty of netflix i can actually go and get caught up with stuff like that and so yeah. like i've but I, I i love it you know i love mm -hmm. the the development of the entire show the franchise it's just a it's just a lot of fun yeah it's a solid show yeah um so how'd you like this episode this is this is a really interesting episode because it's a filler episode but it does a, it does a lot for the characters i feel like yeah. uh so what are your thoughts on the episode well like you get those episodes every once in a while uh -huh. right like, yeah. like you, you described it as a filler episode, and some of those episodes get, I think, like a bad rep because like yeah. it's a very, very minimal cast. There's mm -hmm. like what, five people, five cast members or something like that in there, and there, one of them you don't even know or, uh, in in this episode that you see in the whole thing. And what do you mean in the whole thing? Like um, like there's Michonne, there's Rick, Carl, Morgan, and then like one other guy that like the the hitchhiker. Yeah, the hitchhiker. Yeah, like, in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like that that can be weird. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a very, very minimal cast, and mm -hmm. you expect a lot of, like, high-profile things to happen. And I yeah. guess, like, one thing does, like, Morgan Returns, which was really, really good. Like, I'm trying, every time, when you asked me to watch this episode, I was like, man, I'm trying to, like, think back, man, to when I first saw, like, this mm -hmm. episode. And it was just a curveball out of nowhere, because mm -hmm. uh, I never read, you know, comics or anything. I didn't know if that was included. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it was really cool. I agree with what you said. It does a lot, I think, for the development of, of two things. Like, one, just, like, the the establishment of rapport from Michonne, like with Rick and Carl mm -hmm. and just like setting the stage yeah. for Morgan's role later on. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, like it, and by me saying it's a filler episode, I mean like it doesn't go along with the main story. Like they're yeah. literally on a side quest trying to find guns and ammo. That's a good, side um, quest, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, but we see a lot of like character development within that one episode. Um, real quick. I, I wanted to talk about the hitchhiker Cool. and I've, in my head, I've never, like, really been down to pick up hitchhikers, ever. Like, every time I see them, I'm like, I watch a little bit too much true crime to, like, <laughs> let you in my car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I guess it would have to be, like, a certain feeling I would get if I were to, like, pick up a hitchhiker. Like, if I really felt like they needed help. But, like, and I, I especially wouldn't pick up a hitchhiker in a zombie apocalypse. Um, but then later on, like, the guy is chasing them, and then they see him dead. 
mm-hmm. uh, on the side of the road, and then they steal his bag. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on that? Was it stealing though at that time. Well, yeah, like, no, they, they just pick it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could be anybody at that point. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I, I'm with you. I've never had that experience where you picked up a hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily think that the state that the world is in at this time negates any normal feelings that anybody would have mm-hmm. for a complete stranger on the highway asking for help. I don't really think that would change mm-hmm. a whole lot because just like you said, I don't, I don't know, you sound, you saying like you've never picked up a hitchhiker and you're wary of that, it seems very reasonable in my mind. Yeah. Because I felt the same way and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you necessarily have to watch a lot of crew crime and, or, or true crew crime. <laughs> true crime. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> true crime. I don't know if you necessarily have to watch a lot of true crime to have that mm-hmm. gut feeling like this is probably not the safest thing to do. Yeah. In yeah. any situation. But. but yeah, and like I think it takes a really special person to like actually pick up a hitchhiker and and I don't know. I just I just can't see myself doing it unless it was like a special circumstance. But the the thought I had while he was running is he he sounded like he was like running from walkers or from people, like bad people, but like you didn't see anyone. Mm-hmm. So immediately I was suspicious of him. Because he was so panicky that I was like, but you ha- don't have an immediate reason to be panicky, you know, like, like, yes, you're in this world, but I immediately mistrusted him because I was like, he's, he's going way too over the top mm-hmm. for me to trust him right now, you know? Desperate people can be dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, like, I think, I think you're totally right. It's, it's, it is a little suspicious, his, uh, reaction in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um. But just in general, you know, I think what you said is is a normal reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, his yeah. yeah, it's just you know, desperate people in that situation they can be dangerous. Who's to say like he didn't just want to take everything they had and keep mm-hmm. going out on his own? You know, for, yeah. For the same reasons they had, were wary of taking him in, he's probably wary, you know, as a whole to mm-hmm. join a group. Yeah. Like, we don't you you don't have mm-hmm. any of that information, and that brings up the question: Is it your responsibility to try and find out everything? about yeah. everybody else mm-hmm. so that you can decide with a more educated with a more educated guess or an educated make a more educated decision should I bring this person in yeah like, well it's so hard because like the stakes are so much higher in this world right. like when you hire someone like you're hiring them expecting them to be good at their job mm-hmm. and to, to do something well and if they're bad at their job then you can just fire them right. but like the stakes are so much higher where like they could actually like kill your loved ones they could actually like harm you you know mm-hmm. and um, and yeah like it's it's, I don't, I don't think it's like really anyone's responsibility to try to find out who someone is, um, in those moments like that. But then again, like Rick needs more people to fight the governor and he could have probably been helpful. So there's, um, there's like two sides of the coin there where, uh, I mean, if Rick didn't, if Rick picked him up, he might've been really good to help him out, but we'll never know. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think the hitchhiker thing is so interesting. He's a blood stain on the concrete now, mm-hmm. so he'll never yeah. be able to. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's talk about um, Carl and Michonne's relationship a little bit. Cool. Because um, Carl, like, obviously Carl is mistrusting of Michonne because um, she's she's sort of new in the group. Um, but, like, instead of Michonne being like, oh, why doesn't Carl like me, you know, like, and then being rude to him as well, Especially after hearing that conversation where they were saying, well, she'll help us now and then we'll let her go, you know, because uh, you can tell that she, like, wants to stay now. And instead of, like, being bogged down by it, she she won him over with kindness. Mm-hmm. Like, she helped him get the picture and she even made a joke about wanting to go back and get the cat, you know. And, like, I, I think that's just, like, an important thing is, like, um, instead of 
fueling the fire on Carl's like mistrust of her and dislike of her, she she counteracted that and was kind to him. Yeah. So like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, which is kind of like a total separate side of the coin, like the dichotomy and like mm -hmm. people how in in how people form relationships in this yeah. world they're in now, which is kind mm -hmm. of kind of refreshing at the same yeah. time. Which, yeah. But also, uh, the thought I had was that it's also so out of, from what we've seen of Michonne so far, mm -hmm. it's actually really out of character yeah. for her. Because yeah, that's so true. far, she's just been a, kind of a hothead. Mm -hmm. You know, she's... She's been distant, she's been cold, yeah. yeah. And so she, since it's so different, I think this episode is meant to just mark that and highlight. I think this is, I think that's one of the reasons why she needed an episode like this where she mm. was like a third of the cast shown in this episode yeah. to where so much of the attention could be on that because mm -hmm. obviously she's going to stick around for a while. Yeah. She needed that moment, especially with Carl and Rick. I mean, she becomes part of the family mm -hmm. eventually. Um, yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, you know, she so, does. I mean, I made the joke watching it last night. I was like, Carl's, Carl's being a little <laughs> to her. And then she's like, you know, Carl, I'm going to be your mom one day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But no, you're, you're right. And I mean like, and Carl, she, that relationship is kind of going to kind of blossom. We we know for people who watch. I hope you're okay with a couple spoilers. I oh, hope we've we've spoiled up until about the end of season. Six, <laughs> okay, good. So. so I'm safe. Good. All right. Um, but anyway, no. I mean, I think that's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, Michonne kind of has that big moment where she decides, I've that that point in the car that you mm. mentioned. She's listening in on that. And I think before then, when she realizes that her and Andrea kind of have gone in separate directions, kind of chosen their own path in such mm -hmm. a way, she realizes I cannot keep doing this. Yeah. And, and she and Rick also have a moment at the very end of the episode yeah. where they connect, say like, hey, I actually kind of get what you're going through. Mm -hmm. and, and we get where Morgan's coming from as well. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. and she, she, they all need this point, need this time during this episode, certain a certain moment to say like, oh, something's got to change. Mm -hmm. And what's weird is Rick is the really the only one that doesn't. And Rick mm -hmm. is meant to be that. D did you notice that? Like he's, he's kind of set in his own, Rick has a lot of flaws. Mm -hmm. And everybody in this episode seems to have a point where they say, like, oh, I need a change. Something needs to change. Rick's mm. still kind of in that same direction that he's going. Interesting. I didn't pick up on that, but, yeah, that's he's, interesting. He's, he's kind of just like, all right, well, I have this to do. I have this responsibility, and I'm going to do it how I see mm -hmm. fit. And yeah. it hasn't come yet for him. It yeah. takes a little, a little, little while longer. Yeah, I, I that's true. Like. Yeah, I think, well, like, Rick's character is very much, like, he, he stays stuck in his own way. Yeah. He's very stubborn. until until <laughs> until like something traumatic happens to him, right? And then he gets stuck in another way, mm -hmm. and so like it's just a cycle of like staying stubborn in one way instead of like him being fluid. He's such and, an extreme person, yeah. Like, in all that, all fast, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I did want to mention like I I feel like the show, the reason why Carl is so bland is because the show is told around like the viewpoint of Carl and what Carl is seeing, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, for the most part, and like. And I think that's, like, why Carl is such, like, a everyman, like, kind of bland character is because this was the moment where we actually trusted Michonne. Mm -hmm. We actually liked Michonne uh, completely because we were wary of Michonne before. Mm -hmm. But now that Carl is okay with her, we're okay with her, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Which, I have my own issues with Carl as a character and yeah, like yeah, his yeah. choices here on on and off but you know he does he is you're right unfortunately I hate <laughs> to admit it you are correct he uh -huh. is kind of the glue holding things together in such a way which is why yeah it's mm -hmm. even though I, I despise some of the things he does. <laughs> really like what <laughs> I don't, well for example just in this episode you know I, I find it so so irritating like how old is Carl supposed to be I don't even know is he like 12 or 13 he's like uh, 12 or 13 yeah something point. like that like mm -hmm. a kid I know he's been through a lot I understand that, but at the same time, but, him saying, I have to do this alone, yeah. he, he drags me shown on this other side quest, mm -hmm. on top of the side quest, mm -hmm. which, 
the picture, getting the picture is a sweet gesture, I suppose. Mm -hmm. It's very sentimental. Maybe he couldn't have been talked out of it. Yeah. But at the same time, it is kind of useless in the grand scheme of things. Sure. He didn't need it. But, and so it, it is a little irritating. If I was Michonne, I would, remember when she says before she goes back into the bar, mm -hmm. be like, no more bullshit. <sighs> mm -hmm. Okay, I've been dealing with your bullshit all day. <laughs> mm -hmm. You have to stop. And yeah. you need to let me help you. You need to, if you really want to do this useless task, mm -hmm. really let me help you. Because yeah. I can actually, because I can actually get this done. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> and then Carl realizes like, oh, I've been shutting her out. And yeah. like, I could have actually used her help before, you know. And, and Michonne even mentions before they go in, she's like, you're right, I can't stop you from going in, but you can't stop me from helping you. No. Um, which, which ties in really well with Rick wanting to help Morgan. Mm -hmm. um, there, there was like a huge juxtaposition of, um, well, first of all, I like still speaking about Michonne and Carl, is that she leaves him alone for a little bit, and Morgan's son died because he left his son alone. And Morgan was trying to find a meaning on why that happened, but I just think, like, we saw Michonne leave Carl alone for a little bit, and nothing happened to him, because, like, there was no reason. It just happened. Yeah. And and he he thought it was, like, because he didn't kill his zombie wife. Like, he thought it was, like, the universe punishing him for not, like, putting her out of her misery. Mm -hmm. And and he was trying to find a meaning in it, but I, don't, I think the point is that there was no meaning. It just happened. And it was a <sighs> thing that happened, but it happened. Do you think that... <clears throat> That conversation that he and Rick had, do you think that he understood that? Because it's actually not very clear if he actually understood that. He decided not to go with Rick. Mm -hmm. He needed to clear it, right? Yeah. But do you think that that point right there, I'm because I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he got that. If he got that, like, it just happens. Yeah. I'm not I, sure no, I don't. I don't yeah. think. I think like Rick, he is. He. I mean, he was able to snap out of his like spiral a little bit when mm -hmm. he realized it was Rick. But I think he's still he's yeah. still in that mindset of. He needs to, he's being punished mm -hmm. for his actions or his inactions, you know? And I think, um, I think it takes Morgan a while to get out of that. Because later on we see an episode where it's just him and this other guy. Mm -hmm. And he learns, like, a better way to, to deal with his trauma. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he understood that. I don't think he was willing to understand that. And they're both stubborn men. Right. And they're both, like, trying to talk each other into, you know, what they want, mm -hmm. you know, from each other. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the thing is, is that, like, I think that it's so weird to think about because, like, the things that Morgan took away from that conversation with Rick, mm -hmm. because he's been dealing with the trauma and the terribleness of what happened, losing his son after losing his wife and the whole, just in general, like, this whole new world. Mm -hmm. And he's been dealing with that, kind of going nuts, mm -hmm. obviously. He shot yeah. at people, you know, he shot at them. And he's kind of going nuts after seeing Rick. He's still trying to kill him. You know, there's, there's seriously, there's some psycho things yeah. going on in his brain clearly mm -hmm. if you can't recognize him initially after looking at him so there's clear so that's clearly going on and it's interesting um the things that he chooses to understand because i think one thing that he did do was that he did i think he did forgive rick because mm -hmm. he was mad you know when he yeah. finally realized like wait a minute you you weren't there like yeah. i called and you, yeah. you weren't there it, like they barely missed each yeah. other <laughs> you know like rick kept calling and we saw that and then the minute rick like was pushed away from where they could have like actually communicated with each other uh like they just barely missed each other yeah. and, and he was pissed yeah. rightfully so mm -hmm. i mean he he told him he promised him i'll be there you I'll, you just call and he yeah. didn't so i do think i do think he did forgive him for that mm -hmm. which actually with all of that psycho thing with all that psycho, psycho stuff going on in his brain i think that was a win mm -hmm. i think was another step in getting yeah. him to that point so yeah I, I i i thought of mentioning that just because like 
it's easy to just view Morgan as until you see what happens later. Because mm-hmm. as far as we know, if this is your first time watching it, Morgan, but just where we yeah, that's where, where we are right now. Where we are with Morgan, and I think he does deserve some mm-hmm. credit for that. Do so. Do you think it was Rick's responsibility to stay in range where he could contact Morgan, mm-hmm. or or? was his family his primary responsibility mm. and the group that he was with because like Morgan was blaming him and and I I do believe Morgan has a right to be angry but he also wasn't contacting Rick for that first little bit as yeah. well and so Rick just assumed like okay it's obviously not working you know and and you know I have a hard time believing that it was Rick's responsibility to continue to do that when he was getting nothing in return you know yeah and and of course like Morgan is in this mindset that he doesn't get that he doesn't understand that but uh, one thing I wanted to talk about as well is the fact that, like, Rick totally could have, like, stolen the guns and just left. Yeah. Like, he, and, and it's so easy to do that when your friend is in, like, a state like that. Like, it's so easy to just, like, back away and not, not deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Rick understood where he was at because Rick has been that way ever since Lori died, you know? Mm-hmm. And and so Rick understood and he's like, no, I have to stay and I have to help him. And he even got stabbed in the shoulder and for it and he almost died multiple times but like i think it i think it shows like how like actually good of a person rick is that he was like willing to talk morgan out of this stupor at least a little bit he didn't succeed completely but he succeeded a little bit so like what are your thoughts on that no i I agree like morgan said himself rick is one of the good guys Mm -hmm. his goodness fluctuates yeah we've already seen that (laughs) his goodness does fluctuate as far as his (laughs) actions go but Mm -hmm. he is i mean he is at his core he he wants he wants people to be safe. Yeah. And he doesn't always go about it the, the best way. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the... And at the same time, you know, I say maybe not the way I would do, but I, then again, I'm not living in you know a post-apocalyptic zombie apocalypse world. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think you're right. But then I, I think other people would bring up the fact like, but just a couple minutes ago, he did pass up someone else. He doesn't yeah. know him. He yeah. knows Morgan. Mm-hmm. Is that better? Well... Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, I mean, how many times do we do that where we're like, we, we don't help someone that, like a stranger in need that is in need, yeah. but we'll always be there to help yeah. someone that we know, you know? And I, I think like, you know, cause it shows Rick, Rick has his priorities. Like if Rick doesn't know you, he's immediately like not on your side. He's on the side of his loved ones, you know? Um, and we see that later on in like other seasons, especially when the saviors start cropping up mm-hmm. and he does like preemptive strikes to like kill some of the saviors in yeah. Negan. And he fails. Yeah. And it kicks his ass later on, you know? If you... And we can take a lot from that and just like... I think the creators of the show really took a lot from real world scenarios, mm-hmm. real world conflicts, whether mm-hmm. it's like wars or like uprisings or rebellion. Real world violence ends up that same way. Yeah. You really can't do... You'll be able to do the most good in a traumatic situation for people once mm-hmm. you're in the position to. Yeah, Right exactly. now they're not necessarily... They, they're still like in bondage, if you will, from, mm-hmm. like, another force. Or they're at least in conflict with yeah, another force. Yeah, they're in conflict with, with Woodbury and the governor. Yeah, and so, like, they're not necessarily in a position to do the most good. Mm-hmm. They want He wants yeah. to get to that point. So mm-hmm. right now, exactly like you said, I'm sorry, I can't deal with you right now. Mm-hmm. I have to deal with this. But he is definitely the type of person that when he is in that position, he would. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so, too. I, I think I think Rick is definitely a prioritizer, for sure, like he he does not get sidetracked on his priorities, no. and and that that's that's one thing that you know I can say about Rick. But I did want to mention like with Morgan, Rick, and Michonne, all three of them, you know, have have had moments of insanity. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen Michonne's, but she mentions that she talked to her dead boyfriend, right? Yeah. 
and and we see Rick seeing Lori in the field and talking on the phone with the people that have died, you know, and and I think the difference is with those two and Morgan is that they had people mm -hmm. there to support them and to help them, and Morgan didn't have anyone. He was all alone, and he had to deal with his mental <sighs> all on his own, and that's what made him like spiral even further mm -hmm. into into just wanting to clear. Have you ever done like if you ever read on like how they interrogate people during wartime like mm -hmm. if they if they want if they want answers and they they want to break them down mentally and mm -hmm. a way to like speed that up it's a catalyst to do that is isolation yeah it it yeah. and it's so crazy they've done studies on it well, you we watch Hades Town doubt exactly. comes in <laughs> when a man is alone doubt comes in exactly you know yes absolutely and, mm -hmm. and it's and it's so much like doubt n doubt nonetheless but mm -hmm. at, at the same time like things will literally physiologically break down yeah. in your brain to where obviously you start seeing things mm -hmm. or you'll see someone you know and you'll try to kill them. Yeah. Or you'll start writing on the walls, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. like he does. He's like, exhibiting all of those symptoms. If Rick didn't have Carl, if Rick didn't have Michonne... He would have lost his mind. He would have lost... If Rick didn't have Herschel, especially oh. Herschel has been, like, like really on Rick's ass to, oh, like, yeah. get better, you know? But, like, if Rick didn't have people, he would have lost his mind. Yeah. And, and I, I do think that Morgan would have stayed the same if Rick didn't help him. Mm -hmm. and, and it was just that little gesture of Rick showing, like, hey, I'm, I want to be here for you. That Morgan was eventually able to get out of that spiral. Yeah, but yeah, it at least put it at least put him that one step further. Mm -hmm. And who knows? I mean, yeah. one of those things we we don't know. Who knows that again? Like that isolation just speeds up all of that like breakdown of the psyche, and mm -hmm. he could have been right to the point. Which is interesting because like you, you never really know. I think that speaks a lot to um, mm -hmm. the the people who who might you know suffer or suffer from like suicidal thoughts and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, people who always want to. Because um, obviously Morgan, yeah, you could probably make an inference that Morgan has thought about that because he begs Rick to kill him. Mm -hmm. He hasn't done it himself. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, like, if he wants that, mm -hmm. he probably. I'm going. I'm gonna. I probably think I'm safe in assuming he's probably thought about it. Yeah. Well, like the so there's like a, you know, people there's like a spectrum and being suicidal where like some people like they plan their suicide and yeah. they plan they plan out how to do it, but then like some people that are suicidal they like. They just like let go of safety precautions, mm -hmm. and and like because they don't care if they die, you know, like not wearing your seatbelt. That's one thing, you know, Putting and like spikes and axes everywhere. Well, I think that was like a safety measure number one, but yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, putting spikes and swords and axes everywhere um, as well, and like, and like when you, and the minute he was like in that opportunity yeah. where Rick was able to kill him, he was like, kill me, you know, and and I think there's like a difference there, and like. You know, some people realize that they don't want to actually do it, but if they died, it, like, they'd be okay with it. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, and it's sad. And, um, you know, like, uh, yeah. But I think Morgan's in that place uh, as well. What I was saying is, like, absolutely that spectrum is exactly what we were saying, like, with mm -hmm. the, the outcomes with the hitchhiker. Mm -hmm. You never know where someone's at. Yeah. Until you're there and you talk to them, you know, mm -hmm. like, if they if they want to talk, you know. Mm -hmm. and, um and I think that's just like you said, so much more meaningful mm -hmm. and add so much more hope to the situation that Rick was there at that time. Mm -hmm. Who knows? It might have been around the corner for Morgan. You yeah. Know, that that fun, you know that final point. And so I think that speaks a lot to you know how you know we should just be more aware and be there for people who yeah. might be struggling with that because you never know where someone's at. Yeah. And I think I think they put the hitchhiker in this episode because like, I mean, you could see Rick. It was hard for Rick to see. Oh, I could have picked this guy up. Mm -hmm. But then again, the priority thing, he was like, I'm going to pick up his bag, though. Yeah. You know, but like... <laughs> Doesn't need it anymore. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, like, you could definitely see, like, I... 
I'm actually gonna go back. I think Rick did change a little bit. Just a little bit. Not a lot, but he he sort of like changed to be like, it's not all about me. He maybe recognized that, yeah. Yeah. Like, throughout this whole thing. Like he's mm -hmm. still you Yeah. Know, I'm gonna do what needs to be done, but uh, yeah, you're probably right. He mm -hmm. he he did recognize something that he need to needed to learn. Yeah, just a little bit, not a lot, <laughs> but like he he was like, Oh, maybe it's not all about me. Mm -hmm. You know. Um but uh yeah, and like Morgan, um and one thing I noticed is, like, you can only, like, help people if they want to be helped. Right. And and I thought it was interesting that the hitchhiker wanted to be helped, and they didn't help him. But then Morgan didn't want to be helped, and Rick <laughs> wanted to help him, you know? And, like, and Rick was kept trying and trying and trying to, like, help him, but but Morgan is so deep in this in this psychotic break that, like, he he's not, he's shutting everyone out. And, and I think Morgan, you know, I feel like we all get to points like this where, like, you know, if you go through too many breakups or you go through a really bad breakup, you go through this moment in life where you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm done dating. You know, mm -hmm. I'm done like letting people in. I'm done, you know, um, trying to be good. And Morgan's in that state right now, 100%. Like he, he is done trying to like, uh, let other people in because yeah. he thinks that like that will lead to more pain and anguish, which it might, but also you're missing out on a ton of other things that like you, like the happiness that you have when you have camaraderie, when you have other people in your life, you yeah. know? And Rick, I, I think Rick was really trying to convince him to come with him because, but I think Rick did realize towards the end of their conversation, it probably would be just as dangerous to have him there in this mm -hmm. state. He probably mm -hmm. did realize that. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. And so now we could easily say like, that's Morgan's experience and that's how he chooses to handle it and kind of whatever, mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily the right way to go. In fact, I would argue it's definitely not the right way to go. I think people mostly should try to be open to camaraderie and love like mm -hmm. you said um not saying like uh not saying that's all the all the time avoidable because mm -hmm. you can't necessarily know how certain experiences are going to affect you ahead yeah. of time mm -hmm. and so like uh but i think people should mostly try to do that like just speaking from experience you know i i can totally uh i can totally feel in times in my life where i have like told myself like you should be more open to help you should be more open to assistance instead of mm -hmm. like having that such like a pride wrenching thing like if someone wants to help you and mm -hmm. for a lot of people it is it clearly was from Morgan. Yeah. i think that's yeah it's weird you know i think that it's something that a lot of people need to learn because I, I personally i think that was something that i needed to yeah i mean yeah well it's like um well morgan i i don't think being in a war would be the correct thing for Morgan to be in. Probably not. <laughs> and and Morgan even mentioned, like, why are you bringing all these guns? Why are you taking all these guns? Like, I know I don't need them, but, like, that means that you have <sighs> going on that I don't want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And I think when Morgan said that, like, definitely Rick was like, yeah, maybe not have um, this man going through a psychotic break help in this war is probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Dang. Could you imagine, though? They had oh. just like a psycho guy with a machine gun at the top <laughs> well, of the I mean, prison tower. It'd be over next episode. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> um, um, but uh, I wanted to I want to talk about how smart, but also like how dangerous booby traps are in this situation because like I get it, and there's always that one guy in every zombie media that like does that, you know, mm -hmm. and and it's really smart. But like I I don't think I could be a booby trap person because I don't know if I would be able to have the vigilance to trust myself because like there was like a bomb there was a tripwire bomb strapped at the top of the stairs where he slept and i'm like one morning i'm just gonna get up forget about it and then blow myself up i i, think, I don't have the vigilance for it i don't think i think you're right i think most people don't on a normal day mm -hmm. but no day is normal for morgan anymore you know what sure. I mean? like in his in his like such extreme state that he's sure. in that's probably something that he's always thinking about mm -hmm. and so 
don't get me wrong, I think it's just as possible for people who might be in that level of, you know, psychoticness mm -hmm. for accidents to happen, obviously, because accidents happen everywhere. It doesn't really matter. But at the same time, I feel like it's a little bit more believable mm -hmm. that someone like him in his state could have, could live a longer term in mm -hmm. an environment like that that they have created because, yeah. like, they are hyper-focused on dangerous things. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? And so... Well, it's sort of like when, you know, PTSD doesn't doesn't happen when you're in war. Right, it happens after. PTSD happens after the war, yeah. you know? And so it's like, he, he is still in this mindset of, like, war. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, he would be more vigilant about that. Uh, I do know from experience as well, like when, let's say just like soldiers who had, uh, who have PTSD, mm -hmm. like suffering from it from like previous conflicts, mm -hmm. their mind will resort to skills that they've learned, you know, yeah. like things you never forget. Mm -hmm. And so in something like this, in a world like this, your mind will resort to skills you've learned. Number yeah. one, you're going to go to collecting guns. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to go hyper-focus in collecting supplies of all sorts. Mm -hmm. And setting up traps, remembering the traps. Exactly. And, mm -hmm. and you're going to, and, and if you noticed, they're not just like random traps to just to like, you know, deter. They are specifically designed for walkers. Yeah. He took very meticulous care in setting them up. Well, like so, he, he would have had to measure like the, the average human size right. along with like, so that they weren't able to like open up the cages in right. there. And he has so to that change they can the rats stuck. now. Yeah. You know, he has to go catch rats. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it takes, <laughs> yeah. it's so much work. And he is willing to do it and yeah. probably is happy to do it well, every like, day. moving bodies around. Exactly. And, like, yeah. he, it's crazy. Like, and he is, like, every day he wakes up, he's like, time to do this. Oh, mm -hmm. rats. Time dead. to clear. Gotta go catch. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's that. Gotta clear. Yeah. Damn. Um, one last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Carl apologizing to Morgan mm -hmm. for shooting him. And he's like, you know, I had to, right? <laughs> and, then, and then Morgan, like, it's so interesting because Morgan understands that he had to mm -hmm. he's not even mad about it he's like hey don't ever apologize for that yeah like you were you were keeping your yourself safe and your dad safe yeah. and i just i just thought that was a cool moment yeah he yeah. felt he felt himself sorry for the fact that he didn't do that for so long mm -hmm. and again he's well, yeah he's a little wrong in thinking that it was like totally mm -hmm. his fault that Dwayne died yeah because it could have been it, any walker you know what yeah. i mean it could have been yeah. anyone and so like he's a little wrong in that it's a mm -hmm. little incorrect but he still feels that way mm -hmm. and so yeah it he didn't, yeah. want, he didn't want someone, and I mean, Carl's the same age, probably. Yeah. You know, he sees his son in him. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, 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 no. Let me nip, nip that in the bud right mm -hmm. there. And so, yeah. Yeah. It's a cool moment. Uh, along with that, like, when he says the weak have inherited the earth, I thought that was so interesting. Like, because, like, in my head, that, that isn't true. Like, you know, I mean, I feel like in, in apocalyptic situations, people survive based on, like, their skills. You know, you see a ton of different people, like, surviving based off of, like, what they knew from their previous life, you know? Yeah. And, and, but in his mind, and I think because he sees himself as weak, he, and he's alone, mm -hmm. he's like, I'm the only one and I'm weak. Mm -hmm. And so I have to like, I think he sees it as like punishment for his sins, mm -hmm. you know, punishment that like he has to stay in the world and mindset yeah. alone because he messed up. Yeah. But yeah. And I think you're right. I think he's mostly incorrect with that as well um, in that <laughs> thinking. You know, you know, hats off to him for trying to deal with that the way he's in, even though his methods are yeah. a little incorrect. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I kind of get the equation that he's putting together. Because if you think about strong qualities, mm -hmm. both good and bad people in, in this world would mm -hmm. have those. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so if they're constantly in conflict with those strong personalities, with those strong qualities, like, for example, you know, like, <laughs> an affinity to violence. Yeah. That's a very strong quality, can be used for good and bad. Mm -hmm. You know, we have the governor, we have Rick. Mm -hmm. Both, both have the very same skills. They're yeah. actually like mirror images of each other just on the different sides of good and mm -hmm. evil. You know what I mean? And so like, if those people 
if those two groups, if those two forces are constantly at each other, mm-hmm. people are going to die. They're going to die off. And so I get the equation. Maybe it could be true. Like if he just punkers down the weak people, you know, like I do that in Eric. But I feel like, but I feel like that's not weak. It's just a right. different no, strength, no, no. Right. you know? Right. I get that. Like, like Rick and it, Governor. Yeah. yeah. Like the Rick and Governor, they have their own strengths of being able to fight yeah. and being able to lead people, mm-hmm. you know? And, and just because Morgan doesn't have that strength or he didn't have the strength to, to kill his zombie wife, which like, I, I mean, you know, you look at it from the outside and you say like, um, and you say like, well, why wouldn't he do that? But like, you know, I mean, we're both married Mm -hmm. and I don't like, I don't know. I I, like, I wouldn't know unless I was in that situation if I could do it. I feel like I could eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I don't think I would be able to, if she was still alive and still Alina, but I would have to wait until after she turned. Yeah. I I agree wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. I think. And this is me coming from all the knowledge I would have now because I've seen the show. You yeah, know what I mean, like exactly, all the exactly. knowledge I have now of uh, this world. But they're they're going in with no knowledge of zombies. They're still learning this. Zombies you know? aren't a part of, aren't a part of pop culture exactly. in the Walking Dead universe. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> isn't that so funny? Like they hadn't Night of the Living Dead wasn't even a thing. Like, no, apparently, no. as far as we know. Yeah, in that universe, no zombie media was out there. <laughs> so they had nothing they to had go on. Nothing. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think you're right though with the knowledge that I would have. I think I I think I would. Just as a principle, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want her body, you know, what exactly. I knew, walking around as something that I viewed as evil or, or, exactly. or ugly or, or perverse or sick, mm-hmm. you know what I yeah. mean? I wouldn't necessarily want that. So I think maybe I could, yeah. I think. Again, mm-hmm. hats off to Morgan dealing with his problems the way he sees fit. Again, I could say I think they're incorrect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's hard to say one way or another unless, mm-hmm. you know, you're in that spot. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I talked about everything I want to talk about. Do you want to talk about anything else? Um, no, I don't think so. I I think, well, actually, yeah, that, the whole clear, Mm. that word, you know, Mm -hmm. is it a verb? Is it an adjective? Yeah. Or is it both? You know, like, (laughs) well, we learn more about that in later episodes, but Mm -hmm. he, he, in his mind, he's like, everyone is going to die anyway. Mm -hmm. So I might as well put everyone out of their misery. Mm-hmm. You know, cause like, and, and he's on the opposite side cause he didn't want to kill his zombie wife. Right. And so like he is in his mind, he's like, okay, since death is an inevitability, I am going to kill everything so that they don't have to go through the pain that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Like it's sort of like a savior thing. Right. I think in his head, which is interesting if that's the case, because he spent all this time talking to Rick and how he's like. Basically, forgive the phrase, but it's a pity party. You know, mm-hmm. woe is me. Look at how my life sucks. Look mm-hmm. what I've done wrong. Yeah. And, but then you, you might be right. You know, like he also puts himself up. Like I have to clear mm-hmm. all of you are going to die. I'm going to be left the weak inherit in the earth. But mm-hmm. I'm also like doing this like something like that's good. I'm clearing you guys out. I'm clearing out. I think it started, you know, like as kind of a what I view like this is all speculation, but I view like the whole clear thing as something in his head that had a progression first. Mm-hmm. It was something that he probably used with his son. You know, mm. they do that with the pol- with police and soldiers. You raid a house or a building. You go room by room and you say, clear, mm-hmm. clear, clear, um, to make sure that it's safe. Yeah. You know, and they, they communicate that. Mm-hmm. That might have been something he did with his son. Mm-hmm. Um, that ended up, and he's thinking, like, that ended up not working because my son died anyway. Yeah. Well, now I have nothing to worry about except me. You know, woe is me. My life sucks. Mm-hmm. Now he's like, oh, I have to make this area clear. Mm-hmm. I have to keep it safe. Probably why he put the booby traps up. Mm-hmm. This area is now clear. Yeah. My space is now clear. Yeah. What's not clear is up here, <laughs> up, in, yeah. up in his head. And that's what he says at the very end. He's like, uh-huh. Rick, I can't go with you right now. I have to clear. Yeah. I, I, whether that's a verb, whether he has still like physical like, work to do. Or... Yeah. I think it's 
all the things. Oh, sure. Like, it's, it's like, he has to clear his head. He has to clear, you know, his his area. You know, it, it's clear is such an interesting word to use. And I think it can be used, like, in so many different ways in this context. But, yeah. yeah. I think it's yeah. the reason they put it in there. It's a yeah. thinker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. He definitely needed, he definitely, if anything, his head definitely needs to mm-hmm. clear before he comes back. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I think I okay. mean this was a good episode, man. I yeah. really liked it. Uh, you chose a good one. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked watch going back and watching this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, it's one of those special ones. Like really finite, really small cast. Mm-hmm. A lot of big character changing moments. Yeah. Which yeah, not I every agree. episode is like that. A lot of the no. episodes just needs to drive the story one yeah. event to the next, which is fine. And it needs to happen. But you know, I you know, there's people that like. Um, don't like filler episodes. I, I think movies should drive the story continually, sure. but I think TV shows, you have a little bit more freedom to like mm-hmm. really go into the character. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen Breaking Bad? Yeah. I've talked to people that hated the fly episode, what? but the fly episode what? is so good because you go I deep into their in character. Exactly. You know, like they, you go so deep into their characters and their relationship oh, man. and, and b- but because it didn't develop the story, they didn't like it. But I'm like, TV shows are different. And that you can you can delve deep into the characters, yeah. you know. And who knows? Like I, I didn't read the comic book series. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was no part of the comic book series that was based on this episode. I don't even know if Morgan was in it. See, I don't know. Mor- Morgan. So if you look here, I have the oh cool the compendiums. I have one through four. I have one in here as well. But um, I have one through four. Morgan is in the comics. Okay. This thing doesn't happen in the comics. So okay. He like appears at the prison one day, oh. and he's crazy. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> so he's like. He's basically going around killing walkers, and they're like, who is this guy? And then he realizes, yeah, he's clearing. Oh, there so, you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, here, that's a perfect scenario, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they take this character who is very interesting from the comic book series and say, like, well, we got to build up to this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, because we've already had characters like that. That would have been boring to me. Yeah. Character shows up, hey, I got some skills, you know, I've been clearing, hunting mm-hmm. these zombies, you know, like, all right, join us, you know? That's <laughs> yeah. boring. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. this is so much, I think that's good. I think mm-hmm. this is a good way to, like, delve into his backstory and yeah. really find the meat and potatoes well, of I him. Well, saw, I saw the title of the episode, and Alina hasn't seen the episodes before. Oh. Uh, and, and I was like, oh. I think this is the episode where we see him again. She's like, who? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. Yeah, um, and we fell in love with Michonne a little bit yeah. more. Um, but yeah, cool. Well, all right. Well, we will be right back after a short musical interlude with a moral dilemma. back all right mason here's your moral dilemma oh boy would you ever pit, pick up a hitchhiker and if so why or why not mm. would i ever pick up a hitchhiker mm-hmm. uh because we know that you have aversions to doing it but sure. would you ever like is there a circumstance that you would i think there are definitely a lot of things oh that's so hard to answer just yes or no mm-hmm. a lot of things would would have to fall into place one um do i have the means to protect myself if something goes awry. Mm-hmm. Namely, if That's I do part. have a weapon. Yeah. If I have the means to protect myself and make sure that in that situation, like, just, uh, there's the least amount of violence as possible. To yeah. me, I would have to be armed, personally. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And the other thing 
not necessarily armed for this situation, but how old is it? Is it a child? If it's a yeah, child, you know, that, that would change things a lot for me mm -hmm. personally. I think someone that vulnerable, maybe, maybe, and I, this is me for me personally. I would have, I feel, I would find myself more likely to pick up number one, like a, a child in need, mm. or a woman than a man, or a woman with a child, or a woman yeah, with a child. I agree because, like, um, because just because of the fact that you know a, a man would be more likely to be more aggressive, mm -hmm. would be have the capacity in a desperate state to do more damage to me or mm -hmm. my loved ones. Yeah. So I, I just, I think that would make a lot of difference personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, like, I so it's so interesting. Like, I, in the past month, I've driven by, like, three hitchhikers. Mm -hmm. And um, one was, like, at the the freeway exit over there in Provo. And then one was in the canyon uh, going to Price. Mm -hmm. And, like... Were they and all male? They were, they were all male. Mm -hmm. All of them. And in my head, I was like, no, I'm not going to pick you up. The one guy in the canyon um, was, like, this old guy with a beard mm -hmm. and, like... He like, he, and he looked scary. And I was like, I, I mean, was like, I'm not picking him up, bro. <laughs> yes, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know, and like, like you might be a really nice guy, but I, like I don't know rides. that. Well, yeah, he Seriously? just had his thumb out. Really? Wow. Yeah, and he was just that. Like some hitchhikers, they keep walking, sure. and then when they see a car, they'll like turn. Mm -hmm. He was just standing there, and yeah. I was like, bro, you're scary, bro. I'm yeah. not gonna pick you up. But yeah, I, I do agree. I think it. I think it depends on one the feeling I get. Mm -hmm. If I if I don't feel right about it, I'm not gonna pick you up. Right. Um. But if I feel like these people actually need help, then I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. As well as, like, if it's a child, yeah. if it's a woman with, like, a child, um, even if it was, like, a family, yeah. like, a, a family, you know, I, I think I would pick them up, but... In instances yeah. like that, for me, I, I, yeah, I tend to agree with you mostly. If I'm alone in my vehicle, I feel like I'm way more apt to do that as well. If, like, mm. if... I don't have kids yet, but if I had kids of my own, I don't think I'd let anybody in my exactly. car. Because, like, yeah. they'd have to go in the backseat. Mm -hmm. It also depends seat, on what you know? you're doing, like, right. where you're going. Like, if you're if you're pressed for time, you don't have time to pick up a hitchhiker. Yeah, and I'm know? not saying, like, we we think that, have those thoughts. I don't think those are necessarily wrong thoughts. Yeah. But at the same time... It's thoughts could, of self-preservation. Right. But at the same time, people could say, like, but would it be a good thing? Would it be a good moral thing to sure. pick them up? Even if you're pressed for time, you're late for work, would it be a good moral thing to get them where they're going? Sure. Sure. I suppose. <laughs> yes. If, you're, if what you're trying to say with that in my horrible person, fine, we'll go with that. But at the same time, I need to protect myself. Exactly. And my well, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like it, it, the Christ-like thing to do, I sure. suppose, is to pick them up yes. and help them. But also, like, you don't know if they have good intentions. I know. You don't know. <laughs> there's no way to you know. know. <laughs> there's no way to know unless you let them into your car. If yeah. you let them into your car, like, you're going to find out, I guess, eventually, you know, but... Yeah, I, I also agree with the arm thing. Like, I would need a way to, like, protect myself for sure. Yeah. But yeah. So, like, the be the main, an the best blanket answer is, like, it's very unlikely that I would do it. Mm. It's very unlikely. Mm -hmm. Would, but I guess to mainly answer your question, would you ever, would there be any, like, sure. I suppose there would mm -hmm. be situations and instances where I could see it happening. Yeah. But it's very unlikely for me, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I think that's the episode. Cool, so man. thanks for being here, Mason. No uh, really appreciate you being on. You had a lot of good things to say. So, all right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Feed Don't Eat Your Brain. I'm Zachary Ballard. And uh, yeah, stay safe and stay sane. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Feed Don't Eat Your Brain. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Feed Don't Eat Your Brain. You can also follow us on Twitter at Zachy the Zombie. Also, feel free to email us with any questions, comments, or concerns at feeddon'teatyourbrain at gmail.com. You can also follow Fortune Horseman on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can donate to our Patreon page called Feed Don't Eat Your Brain on Patreon. Thank you all for listening, and stay safe and stay sane.